Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Push, push. Congratulations. It's a whole lot of bull on the internet. I'm going to use my lasso of truth and I'm going to take down the wellness industrial complex. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. And I had a busy morning. Oh, my God. You did? Well, I had so much goop to read. Oh, fuck. I had... There were so many Gwyneth Paltrow articles. Uh, She had a busy week. She's ramping up the publicity. For the new show on Netflix? Yes. We'll talk about that a little bit. But if you don't know, Ryan Murphy left Fox and joined Netflix and <laughs> joined, I don't know, signed a deal with Netflix. And his first new show is coming out very soon. It's called The Politician. And it stars Ben Platt as a politician and Miss Gwyneth Paltrow Martin Falchuk as his mother. It's going to be good. I can't wait. It's like a dark comedy right yeah i think it's like a ryan murphy style right oh is it yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, you know uh a little darkness a little levity celebrity all that garbage it's got it all uh other than that so yeah i think she's starting like um a publicity ramp up and so there were articles and press about the show but then there was just a lot more gwyneth content I believe I because her people are just sort of getting ready. Um, so what do we have? That well, you, I'm just going to do a quick rundown of some headlines before I dive into the ones I really want to talk about. Right. There's In Style, Gwyneth Paltrow on how it felt to become super famous in the 90s. All right. Um, all right. Yeah, it wasn't that great. People has double beach date. Gwyneth Paltrow and Bat- Brad Falchuk bond with Dakota Johnson and Chris Martin. Um, 
I thought they broke up. I guess they're back together or I don't think maybe they never broke up. Maybe mm-hmm. that was a lie. I don't know. But they're back together and okay. they're double dating. Ugh. Then we have The Blast. Chris Martin and Dakota Johnson's driver allegedly runs over woman's foot. And there's Ooh. pictures of a woman with a broken foot in the back of an ambulance screaming. Someone ran over my foot one time and I was totally fine. Really? Yeah. It did nothing. Like a, a car ran over your foot and it did nothing? Um, Yeah. But I might have just been like overreacting because it got close to my foot. Now that I think about it. But it, I mean, it was like my friend driving. Okay. I was in high school. Huh. I wonder. I mean. I, I felt like it went over my foot a little bit. But it was like totally fine. It could have. I think if it's just like really quick. Yeah. Who knows? Feet are strong. I don't know. But this woman, I mean, who knows? But she did not seem fine. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying it's like safe to get your foot run over. No. I'm just saying like, I feel like that happened to me and I was fine. I, I don't think that's the first time I've heard that. I feel and then like- I remember because then afterwards I was like freaking out. Like, am I okay? And then my friend who was in the car was like looking at my foot and he was like, that one is, seems a little flatter than the other. And I really took him seriously. And I was like, what? And he was like, I'm joking. But I just still remember that being like so funny. But it probably means it didn't really happen. Uh, I think like depending on how fast and what angle and stuff you could, it wouldn't necessarily like crush your foot. I don't know. I'm no physicist. I don't know. Believe what you want to believe. This lady <laughs> believes that it really did hurt her. Yeah, it obviously hurt. Okay. I mean, because those people had money. Yeah. Uh, then we have Jezebel. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow's beloved V-steam procedure leaves woman with a second with second degree burns. Her fault. Her fault. Well, this woman... Oh, boy. It was a rough article. I don't want to get into it, but it has to do with a prolapsed vagina and a desperate woman. Was it prolapsed before she steamed it? Yeah, that's why she wanted to steam it. To get it back up there? To get, yeah, and it didn't work. I mean, I don't even think Gwyneth Paltrow has actually done that ever. No. It was one mention of one article, like, back probably before we even started. I think this was before yeah, we started Yeah, I mean, it was podcast. before we started because we when we started, the Yoni Eggs were, like, the fucking, yeah. like, controversy du jour of fucking Gwyneth Paltrow's stupid newsletter that we've been dedicated years of our lives to. <laughs> um, but, yeah, before that, it was the vag steaming, and it's just, like, who cares? Yeah. Just like, don't do it. Don't do it. It's uh, so easy not to do. There has to be other ways to treat things. I don't even know what the problem is supposed to be. A prolapsed vagina? No, like why you would need to steam your vagina. Oh, I think, well, yeah, because it's like. Because it's prolapse. Prolapse. I think that's a probably a more major injury than some people. I think it might just be, it's supposed to be to like clean it, to. It says for a man's pleasure, perhaps. So I don't know if it's like a tightening thing, but none of it works. It's all fake. Well, you don't need to clean your vagina. Absolutely. As Dr. Gunter has explained to us. Right. Um, and then page six had one just called Gwyneth Paltrow finally moving in with husband Brad Falchuk. So I guess she sold happening. the other or one of them no, sold one of the houses. I, yeah, I think he sold because he had like a bachelor pad type thing and his oh, kids God. are a little older. So I imagine he's the one that sold. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that she wants to stay. I'm sure she had a nicer house. Yeah, well, Before. we've seen yeah we've seen the exteriors of both of the houses and pictures, and his seemed a little smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, then now we get to the the meat of the news. All right, so we have the big Hollywood Reporter article on the new 
Ryan Murphy show. Yeah. The article's called Wealth, Privilege, and Gwyneth Paltrow. How Ryan Murphy's first Netflix show takes down Trump-era entitlement. Yeah. Um, and it was about, it was mostly about Ryan Murphy, but there were some like really good uh, Gwyneth quotes. Um, what did we get? We have, uh, so just a description of the way she um, is dressed in the very first scene of the show. Uh, it says he's uh, he meaning Ben Platt's character is venting to his adoptive mom played by Gwyneth Paltrow who's wearing a bright red Carolina Herrera gown as she cuts the roses in their sprawling perfectly manicured California garden um, about un- how unfair it is that his considerably less impressive older brothers got into Harvard when he I guess didn't get into Harvard and she says well your father and I bought their way in and this is was written apparently before the uh, Operation Varsity Blues thing. Wow. So Ryan Murphy is prescient as usual. Mm. Um, then Paltrow herself talks about working with Brad and Brad's liberal views. She says, Brad doesn't really believe in accruing generational wealth like that because he feels it keeps the vast difference between segments of the population. He's very progressive like that. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> refrains to say her yeah, own I think opinions. she's just like... That's how he feels. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that kooky? Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Let's not talk about it anymore. Um, then they talk about how expensive the costumes and the sets are. Uh, oh, and Ryan Murphy, I guess, or Brad told her before she signed on to the role that she was the muse for this character Aww. and he like convinced her to do it. But she had to keep her, you know, her busy goop schedule because that's her first love, obviously. And so she was only allowed to be on set twice a week. And all the time she was on set, she brought like a contingent of goop workers with her. Oh, my God. So she could like work on the newsletter or something when she wasn't shooting. What? She's working that hard on this newsletter? (laughs) Because sometimes, I mean, literally, it's just like a fucking travel guide to Austin and like an old recipe for like rose water milk or something <laughs> yeah and like this week's i mean there was a lot of articles but i swear to god half of them were repeats like there they was, were not there were so many repeats no they on weren't them. yes there were what were repeats the um dr lee one wait who's that he talked about something that i'd read before um which one was he bipolar no not bipolar creating a new narrative with your partner perhaps i just remember his name let's see um yeah maybe it was the creating new whatever with your partner i don't remember but it was old and then how is a man's intuition different than a woman oh no that one's new wait what i didn't even see that um is it on oh is the how attachment styles affect our in- intimate relationships that one was old oh well, most of the men stuff are was you old. Go- okay brian what oh are you reading the men's newsletter well, I'm just looking at the website to all the pub- things that are published this week. Uh, but was that in the men's newsletter? It doesn't. It was originally, but now I think they put it in the main one because it didn't say men's on it this week. But it had previously been in the men's Because those one. weren't in the email. Oh, really? I never look at the emails. I only look at the email <laughs> and I didn't see any of those. The foods that help prevent and beat disease. That's the one that was Dr. Lee. That one was old. 13 digital are- trainers, trackers, and guides for better workouts. Maybe... This was I, not in a newsletter and it was just re-published on the website. Yeah, I mean, I think some of this stuff is just like on the website. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, let's see. Then one more thing. Uh, oh, he Ryan Murphy talks about how 
this is probably sort of boring that like his new deal with Netflix actors actually like get back end points, which is unusual. And Gwyneth and everyone is talking about like their business acumen and you know, why they want to be executive producers. Um, and they're like, Oh yeah. Uh, Ben Platt, Jessica Lange, and Gwyneth Paltrow all have this credit. And then it says, though the latter, meaning Paltrow, isn't quite sure about the inner workings of her deal. Gwyneth says, I can't remember exactly what it was. I know I'm an executive producer. I don't know exactly what that means in this context. So, I mean, whoever wrote that can just shut up. I'm so sick of it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, so what? She's stupid? Is that the point? You think Gwyneth Paltrow is stupid? She's not. She's smarter than you and more successful. Like, Absolutely. everybody can shut up. But I feel like she keeps giving these types of... Maybe it's the people that are writing the articles that are publishing them, but I feel like she 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 like cultivates this persona of ditziness. I don't think it's... Di- I think it's only... I think ditziness is in the eye of the beholder with that one. Like, to me, it just seems like a person who like doesn't want to get into the details of their contract and like who isn't like super concerned with it and like doesn't and like in is a super busy person with tons of money and tons of access and privilege and tons of experience and who's kind of making a funny remark about how being an executive producer in this context really doesn't mean anything other than how much money you're getting. Like it's not, it's, an executive producer doesn't mean that she's like producing the show. It just means that she's getting paid more. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what she's implying. I think she's just kind of being coy about it. That's probably true. Uh, But yeah, they don't, they like to publish quotes of her seeming like she doesn't know what she's talking about. Um, So if you're into like Hollywood stuff or like back behind the scenes, TV stuff, this is a fun really long article to read um and the show is looking very good i'm i'm super excited for the show yeah then we have another show premiering soon oh my god but not on netflix not on hulu it's on like canada.com or something. Yeah, cbc and i don't think it's even the real cbc it's like cbc web series uh-huh. and it is called Jen Splaining with dr jen yep and that is the little uh clip that we recorded at the beginning of this episode. I'm scared of her because she's going to fucking be pissed at us. I Yeah, she, she's never responded to us. Maybe yeah. I don't think she knows that we exist. I can't imagine that she does. But she would respond to us if she did. Would she? She responds to everyone, I feel well, like. Well, if we, I think if we tweeted at her. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Stay away from her yeah. on Twitter, man. She is all over that website. She will tweet like she tweets 20 times a day. At least. I mean, she's just on fucking Twitter. She is. Yeah, she is online. Uh, This show, it's sort of like, I don't know, Dr. Ruth meets Billy on the street. Um, yeah, I mean, like, she's definitely got that, like, manic Billy on the street energy where she's just like, what do you think about your vagina? Like, chasing women down in New York. Yeah. Or Toronto, probably. Or maybe Toronto. But she's just sort of like, yeah, she's telling all these sort of jokes like it starts and it's like she's delivering a baby but then she's like there's so much misinformation and i'm gonna destroy the wellness industrial complex like you know what kills me about people like dr gunter is they will tell you like they scream from the mountaintops how they're the experts and you need to believe them because they're doctors and da 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 and i think you should be skeptical of 
anyone who's a doctor who's writing a book, like if they have an MD after their name, that's when you should be more skeptical of their book, not less. Um, and she will tell you that, but she's talking about every doctor other than herself. Yeah. Like skeptical people, like, pe- like you can either, you can, if you want to be like a public intellectual doctor, you have two roads. You can be the Jen Gunter skeptic, or you can be like the Dr. Oz, like woo woo guy, whatever. But you're still using your education as like a weapon to get people to buy your shit. Yeah. Like there comes a point in a public doctor's career when it's like, you're either a doctor or you're a, uh, an author or you're like a public persona, public person. And you can't really do all of them at once. I don't know. Well, it's just like, I'm an expert. Well, yeah, you're an M. I mean, Okay, so uh, fine, but then like Stephen Gundry is as much of an expert because he's also a fucking yeah, doctor. he's a cardiologist. So like, I, I and I don't, I hate Stephen Gundry, and I don't believe any of his bullshit, and I think it's totally cynical. I guess I think, she's saying that science is behind her, like scientific consensus is behind her view. So she's using that as like, this is why you should listen to me more than these other people. Yeah. I mean, I think so too, but she's also like, I'm an expert in like on her Twitter. She's constantly like, I'm an expert. Actually, I'm an expert. That's how she responds to everyone by saying like screaming. I'm an expert. And it's like, they're all, everyone's an expert in something. (laughs) So we'll keep you posted. (laughs) Maybe we won't. I don't know. Uh, the show looks bad. She's, I mean, it's like a, it looks like a, it's a web series. Yeah. Right. It's a web, it's a web series, but I think it's like a half hour. Maybe not. Who knows? She graduated from med school in 95. Mm-hmm. Seems like a long time ago. I mean, she just turned 50, I think. I don't, I can't do the math. <laughs> I can't either. Uh, yeah, I guess. Oh, one more quickly. A little article I want to talk about, not having to do with Gwyneth, but it was on Slate um, by Christina Cotarucci, who's a good journalist, and it's called The Gay Divide Over Marianne Williamson. What did the new thought author tell people during the AIDS crisis? And uh, yeah, it was just a really like well-researched article. It had it didn't draw any conclusions of like Marianne Williamson's great or Marianne Williamson's horrible. It just sort of talked to a lot of people that were there at the time, and everyone has a very different view of of what she did. And it's like it is it does seem like one of those things where you sort of took like she probably said a lot of different things, and you could sort of take the things that jumped out to you that she said and either make her into this hero or this villain. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a really interesting article and it brought like sort of the whole scene and like the context and the, how the, the AIDS crisis was and the role that she had in it. Um, and it, yeah, it also like left everything still up for interpretation. And, um, I think that's probably as good as we're going to get. Like, I don't think anyone is ever going to find a clip of her that is so damning or anything. Like, I think we're just going to have to believe what we believe. Okay. Believe what you believe in terms of Marianne Williamson. And she probably won't make the third debate. So I don't think she'll make it for, I think she'll make the financial one, but I don't think she's going to get there in the polls. No. Yeah. She has to get to like 2% in a few polls and I don't think she's going to do that. I don't think she's ever pulled higher than like 1% in any poll, but I think she'll, I think she's going to make the the donor list. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like almost there. She's very close. Yeah. Uh, 
cool. I listened to five minutes of Goop Fellas. They talked to Rob Lowe. Ugh. Wow. Rob Lowe was on Goop Fellas. Yep. Um, famous How? statutory rapist Rob Lowe. What? Who the, did he statutorily rape? A 16-year-old. Who? And why? A girl. When? In the 80s. That was like his big scandal. That was his scandal? Yeah. Um, he was, I mean, he was 24 and like super fucked up and there was like a sex tape with him and a 16 year old huh. and it ruined his career for a little bit. I mean, I knew that his career was ruined for a little bit, but I thought he was just like generally addicted to drugs. That too. But, uh, but yeah, no, like the, it was, I think it was like the first major sex tape. Scandal. Did people even care that she was young at the time? At the time? I don't think so. Probably not. They probably just thought like it was a sex tape. Yeah. That and was her age didn't come into play. Yeah. Yeah. I think later, but it was like so far behind us at that time that people started caring that it was like, and he was already sort of on a comeback. So people were just like, eh, what are you going to do? Well, I mean, that's kind of true. <laughs> uh, and then the beauty closet had Miranda Kerr on it. Who's who, that? This Australian Victoria's Secret model who used to be with Orlando Bloom. And then she was with, um, the Snapchat guy. She might still be with the Snapchat guy, but she just, I don't know. She seems like one of these beautiful idiots who has never had any challenges in her life and is leading a very successful existence Ooh. and just completely boring. A beautiful idiot. But, um, Jean and Megan were very impressed that I guess she has this line of clothing or something. And she like washes all the clothing in water that was touched by rose quartz so like everything that she sells has been like blessed by her personal rose quartz and Jean and Megan thought that thought that, that was very interesting. I kind of do too. <laughs> All right. Sounds nice. So that's my news roundup for the week. Did you listen to the regular Goop newsletter? I mean the podcast? Goop podcast? No. Did you? No, I never do. Uh, there's too many. That was the other thing. Like we don't really listen to them anyway. I try to listen to five minutes of Goop Fellows and five minutes of the Beauty Closet. Goop main podcast has like three episodes a week now there's like basically what? there's a goop podcast that comes out almost every day now why i don't know i honestly think it's to like get us off the main thing when you like first search goop in the podcast thing will become up in like the main oh, we screen will, yeah i feel like it's targeted at us so they're gonna yeah they're they're gonna add as many podcasts as possible to push us down so you have to scroll down to find us yeah Fuck you guys. Do you think that's just like totally crazy of me to think? I just don't no. know why. Why would they need this many fucking podcasts? Nobody could possibly be listening to them. I think they're they're talking to us constantly. And yeah. it's helping us. We made, I'm going to brag now. Oh, yeah. We made the Apple podcast comedy charts for the first time. You guys, we charted. We charted. It was really exciting news. We were not high on no, the chart. I mean. But we were on there. We were on there. And that's a huge deal. So thank you so much for... Uh, listening and subscribing and downloading and rating because that's what gets us on the chart. And I don't think Goop has a podcast on the comedy charts. Watch, they're going to do like oh my Goop God. Chuckles. Goop Chuck. With who, what comedian would they even get to do it? I don't want to ask. It's too terrifying. I feel like it would about. be like um, Blythe Danner. <laughs> I mean, I can't think of another, like who else? Yeah, who is like a wellness comic? I guess it's just us. It's us. And hey, if you want to... If you want to promote Goop Yourself and put it on the Goop Podcast Network. We will take it. Yep. Although I think that they don't like us. No, I don't think so. Oh, well. Uh, shall we move on to the newsletters? Why not? All right. 
What was your best of the week? Well, okay, so my best jumped around. I actually really like this newsletter. There were a couple of good pieces. I thought that the, um, you know, there was a good interview about relationships with a relationship therapist or a couples counselor kind of person. Um, there was a good article about climate change and how we're going to have to eat. And I thought that was a really good article. But the thing that ended up making my list was from um, the piece, an entrepreneur and CEO on how she handled getting fired. And it was an interview with a woman named Georgine Wong, Huang, H-U-A-N-G. I had not considered saying her name out loud. Wong, yeah. Wong. Uh, And she was in, she was pregnant and had this great job and was, terminated and use that as a springboard to start something with what I would say is one of the worst names I've ever heard in my entire life, which is fairy God boss, which is like a website for women to like, it's like LinkedIn for women. Yeah, I, guess. I almost screamed when I heard that name. Yeah, it is not good, but um, they're talking to her about like how to handle getting fired, which is a good conversation to have because Nobody likes to talk about that. It's really embarrassing. It feels like the end of your life. And there's a lot out there about things like maybe you get dumped or have another type of like loss in your life. But getting fired feels so shameful and so um, such a final stamp of like disapproval. Yeah, like you really failed. Like, <laughs> like you really failed. But um, why not? talk about it and i thought that was really cool it probably happens to everyone in their life at least oh i mean i've been fired like a bajillion times (laughs) from like so many fucking things like from being a waitress like i've been fired from everything but oh but delete that if you're like found me from linkedin or something (laughs) um but they were like okay so the best part was they said so how do you tell your coworkers? you know you got fired or whatever and she suggested just like in this very sort of passive aggressive. She said it was classy. I don't know how classy it is, but I do think it's nice. She just said, just email everyone and say, my work email address isn't going to be functioning anymore. <laughs> Use my Gmail. <laughs> and I was like, that's how that's all they deserve. I thought it was funny because it is like, you. Will, yeah, you don't want to say I was fired. Yeah. But like, that's obviously what it was implied because you, I don't know why you wouldn't just say, oh, I'm moving on from this job to new opportunities. You can reach me in the meantime, reach me at my I Gmail. I mean, I think that's what, I mean, I feel like it wouldn't just be like a one sentence thing, but maybe it would. I don't know. I but mean, yeah, you don't could say put, this email address is no longer functioning. Yeah. Like this is no longer valid. 404 just, error. Yeah. Error. Or I mean, just fucking leave. I don't know. But I did like that. She was like, don't go crazy. Don't curse everyone out. Like, Try to negotiate a good severance for yourself. Have a meeting with HR. Keep your connections. I mean, like, those are very good, responsible tips. Yeah, yeah like that exit. Because you have an exit interview with HR. I mean, if you, you have leave. that kind of a job, God yeah. knows for the kinds of shit we do, there's not even... I mean, they don't even know you work there. <laughs> That's I true. mean, yeah. But um, if you work in where... Like, I feel like she worked at, like, a tech... Like, I think she was, like, a tech person. Something or, like, fancy. Yeah, something something cool and i also feel like it's not fair like i mean who fires a woman who's like two months pregnant it's such a fucking yeah but she couldn't because she didn't tell anyone that she was pregnant so unless they like sniffed it out oh that she didn't tell them so they just they just fired her yeah i don't know i see well i'm sure she's fine because she has her fairy what is it called fairy god job 
fairy something like that fairy god job <laughs> i mean whatever she fairy god boss <laughs> go to fairygodboss.com go to fairygodboss.com and, and ask yeah i mean we should god LinkedIn i mean i probably fucking yeah. should i mean because my linkedin i've completely destroyed and disgraced i've wrote, written all kinds <laughs> of horrible shit on there never got a job from that and people like use linkedin too yeah. but i don't care uh we're rebels well you are well i am you're an upholder I'm, no i'm a i think i'm an upholder i I'd like to think of myself as a questioner, but if I'm being honest with myself, I'm probably an upholder. You don't want to be an upholder? I, no, it's dorky. But I feel like, unfortunately, that's where I am. Well, you took the quiz and it said you were a questioner. I think I like skewed the answers on purpose. To be more... More questioning. <laughs> maybe that makes me a questioner. Or maybe that makes me a rebel. Who knows? I think this whole thing is fucked up. It's... uh. That ha- what is it called? Happiness quiz. Gretchen Rubin. Gretchen Rubin. Ugh. Um, no thanks. She just thinks that everybody is either a questioner, an upholder, a rebel, or a what's the other one? Or it's like a do it yourself, like do it for me. Um, what's the other one? It's uh, someone that just like does stuff because they like doing it. <laughs> no, that's an upholder. I thought that's upholder is you do it for other people. No. Oh. Upholder is like you do everything that you say you're gonna do. Oh, I'm no definitely not that one. Rebel is you don't do anything that you say you're going to mm-hmm. do because you hate everybody. That's me. Questioner is you do things if you think that it has, if you can understand why you do it. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one. Yeah. That does things like when other people ask them to do it. That's the one I am. Oh. Um, and I'm looking it up right now. And obliger. Obliger. Ta-da. Yeah. That's the one I am. Well, there you go. Uh, all right, my best. Aggie did not read because it was in the men's section. I don't read the men's section. And I've had I have enough men's sections in my fucking world. I don't need it from Goop. You might like this one. I doubt it. It's violent. It's called okay. Does Shockwave Therapy Work for Erectile Dysfunction? Oh, they shock their dicks? Yeah. Ah, oh, I would like that. That's so funny. Oh, my God. Yes, that is great because we've been steaming our vaginas and giving our prolapsed vaginas third-degree burns for years, and now the men can electrocute their dicks. Yep. So this was speculative but promising. Mm. And um, they interviewed a urologist at Johns Hopkins. Okay. Uh, you see, you can find a doctor to support anything. Yeah. And the doctor doesn't need, it seems like Goop was like, okay, we've had enough horrible articles that make women do like dangerous things to their bodies. Uh-huh. We need to do one for men. Let's brainstorm shock dicks. And then they went to the urologist and sort of like made him say that it is a vi- like, I, yeah. he doesn't seem to be on board with it. I mean, to me, like there's nothing funnier than someone like really hurting their dick, like mm-hmm. really bad. <laughs> it's rough, but it is, it is comedy. Okay. I mean, men in pain is funny. Like, yeah. Men in physical pain, that is comedy. Because yeah. it's a power different. Like, they're powerful. Because they shouldn't be in pain. Yeah, they yeah. shouldn't feel any pain because they're so strong. Um, all right. So first, it's his name is Arthur Burnett, MD. They ask, like, how do you define erectile dysfunction? <laughs> I mean, you know it when you see it. It's like porn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, what are the different diagnostic paths, blah, blah, blah. What are the available treatments? And then he's like, oh, you could take Viagra, Levitra, Cialis, Stendra. I've never heard of that one. Mm. But it controls blood flow, blah, blah, blah. But this doesn't really solve. It just like makes an erection happen. It doesn't solve the underlying issues of erectile dysfunction. And then the questioner <laughs> says, when do you suggest shockwave therapy for ED? And he says, uh, patients with mild to moderate ED are most likely to benefit 
from it, but it's probably not the panacea that everyone thinks it is. I didn't realize everyone thought it was panacea. I what is panacea? <laughs> like a cure for everything. Oh, shocking your dick isn't is, a cure is not a cure for everything. Just for mild ED. Yeah, mild ED. It may help guys with much more severe forms of ED. And it may not necessarily have true long-term curative benefits. It may help a patient get better erections for a few months. But what? there's not enough evidence beyond that. That's kind of where we are. So if you shock... Okay, so if you have a mild ED... Because that seems like overkill Like mild, mild ED seems like, oh, ask your doctor about a Viagra prescription. Mild seems to me like you were drunk one night. Yeah. I mean, what is mild? That's true. I feel like everyone's had mild ED at some point. I guess. I mean, I've never had it. Well, every man, like, it's not like, yeah, I don't know what, it, maybe it's mild ED all the time. But I then mean, it, I had a mild eating disorder. <laughs> sure, that's a different kind of ED. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the definition of mild is. Um, but I know next time I can't get it up, I'm going to go to my doctor and say. Shock me. Put, oh, yeah. And then it and then it, um, it it goes into what exactly happens. Please. So how does it work? Um, we don't know exactly how it works, blah, 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 but this is what the doctor does. The doctor applies a probe. It looks similar to an ultrasound probe okay. to the affected tissue, which in this case would be the penis. All right. Then the probe delivers the shockwaves to the area. That's it. It's an external device, nothing internal. Does it hurt? Oh, that was the very next question. Okay. Or how does it, what does it feel like? Mm. And then this is a little sexy answer. You can definitely feel that something's going on in the penile area, but it doesn't hurt. It's very safe in that sense. So I don't know if that's like a good thing, like a tingly or what. I mean, I don't know. I feel like as a woman who has been going to a gynecologist and getting an annual pap smear for the last 15 or 20 years, I've experienced things going on in the in that area that don't hurt that I would definitely not describe as pleasant. Yeah, so maybe that's in that It category. might be just, I mean, or maybe it's not. I don't know. I mean, I think it depends on the guy. If you have some sort of like doctor's office fetish. I mean, sure. Or like electrical. People like to get shocked. I feel like there are some guys who would pay for that. Absolutely. To you like go to, go to a doctor yeah. and then they like electrocute your dick. I want to be that to be my job. <laughs> well, <laughs> Apply to medical school. Yeah, well, because I it would only work for me if like they really didn't want it. <laughs> sure, you should be a dominatrix. I know you uh, like hurting men. No, I don't. Okay. I'm just kidding. But I would be a good dominatrix. I think maybe I will be one. You should. Um, one of the characters on Pose makes a lot of money as a di- as a um, dominatrix. Really? And she just had to hide a body one time. But other than that, it seemed like a pretty cool job. I think I'd be good at it. I want to be a financial dominatrix. That's where you're like, give me your money, you fucking loser. And then oh, the guy's yeah. like, yes, ma'am. And then he gives you like all his money. There's a plot like that on Euphoria. But yeah. she's like a teenager. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I missed the boat kind of on we it. We all did. Ugh. Um, and then it asks, where can you get the treatment? And he says, a lot of urologists are starting to offer the treatment, but it's not FDA approved. So doctors are doing it off label, which what? means you won't get insurance coverage. That's why men need to be counseled truthfully. It's a low risk option medically, but it can be expensive and it's a modality we're still learning more about. End of article. Okay, for real, I would not recommend any man do this. Absolutely not. And it doesn't seem like it's worth it for something that you describe as mild. Yeah, if it's mild, isn't that what, like, if you need, like, you, 
you can do, I don't know, whatever you do, but like then that's what like Viagra is for. Like, Isn't it's, that the point? But I guess these are people that don't want to take a pill or people that want it. But this doesn't seem to like solve the problem long term. So I don't know. I, don't I think know. it's literally for guys who just want to shock their dicks. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, well, let's see if Jen Gunter talks about how horrible this article was or if she's only concerned for the health of women. Well, she's a gynecologist. I mean, I don't think that she's, it's not really at her like expertise, like a penis. That's true. That's true. Where's the men's Jen Gunter? I, I don't know. A urologist? I guess it's this Some guy. Some skeptical urologist. But he... Well, there there wouldn't be one because like there hasn't been like an industry of bullshit designed to make you like torture yourselves. Now there is. Well, this is the the first um, shot in the war. Is yeah, exactly. <laughs> the first shot fired. The Battle of Bunker Hill. Of yeah. Dick, Dick shocking Hill. Uh, so it was a fun article. It was nice to finally get some trash medical advice for me. It was nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do appreciate it. Thank you, Goop. What was your worst? Okay, so my worst was sort of all over the place because there was one that I almost chose, which was just called How to Dress um, Three Simple Work Outfits for Late Summer. And there was nothing bad about the outfits. I liked all of them. I just am sort of sad that, like, summer's coming to an end. I hate the cold weather. I hate the holidays. I hate Christmas. I'm... I love the summer and I don't want it to end. Yeah, I guess we're past the ha- past the halfway oh, mark. Oh, once you're summer. in August, you're basically done. But I feel like summer in LA lasts until October. It does. It absolutely does. I mean, it gets like hotter, I yeah. think. Ugh. But um I just I don't want it to start getting dark early. I don't want it to be cold. I cannot fucking deal with Christmas and I just I feel it coming I feel it people are already getting it like the Christmas people are already getting excited that's crazy I mean we still have a long way before Christmas I feel like the Halloween people might be I starting just, up now. to me the whole once the Halloween people start it's basically Christmas yeah now you know what I mean I've heard a couple mentions of PSLs in the ether it's getting it's starting and people are starting to get their little fall shit going yeah back to school sales are happening but la in the fall is hilarious because it's literally just on fire the whole time it's so hot and it is on fire and it but people will like be determined to act like it's fall like apple picking as like and it's like smoke inhalation yeah and like while you're apple picking it is like literally the hottest fucking day of your entire life if you go out and, but it's fun. Have you done that? Uh, no. It's fun. I've gone pumpkin picking or pumpkin. I'm sure it's the yeah. same thing. Anyway, but that wasn't it though. Mm. That was just something that I almost chose. But what I ended up actually choosing was I couldn't believe it. It was very well written, but I just was like, oh God, Jean went to Shusugi Ban House um, in, oh, in the Hamptons. The Hamptons, mm. and it's this spa and. I mean, it sounded amazing and totally lovely and totally great, but it just sounded so expensive, so rich. I mean, they're doing these like full body massages with this like super luxe um, body butter that you could never get and these crazy menus of like whatever. And the whole thing is designed and it's gorgeous. So it's Japanese style minimalism, but like New England um trees yeah and 
Um, you st- and she's like, and don't forget to get a room with this wood bath. That's so amazing. And we just had these massages and da da da. And it's like, I just, I feel like the like discrepancy between rich and poor is so vast in this country. And it was just like, I know this is the normal bullshit that people uh, hold goop accountable for constantly. And we kind of make fun of it because it's sort of tired, but it's sometimes you just read it and it just hits you wrong. You're just like, I can't with this. Yeah. Like, why am I reading this stupid shit? No one can afford this. And if you can't afford it, you should be doing something else with your money, redistributing it. It's not, I don't want to read about this right now. Yeah, it was sort of gross. And G- and like we always think of Jean as having some sort of sense of humor or some like, you know, foothold in reality because she did come from like Lucky Magazine. Yeah, and, like, she's always kind of joking yeah, about it. This was home. this was a lot. And also she was in Watermill, which is probably like the richest part of the Hamptons because yeah. it's, it's like between East Hampton and South Hampton and it's not touristy. Like, I don't think you get a lot of like summer shares there. Well, she said the traffic is really bad because they're going between the two towns. Oh. And I, but I think the people that actually live in Watermill are like for real old money. Yeah. Um. So I'm surprised they even had like a, a business there. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, a spa. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I guess Jean spends time. I don't know. Well, I mean, she was obviously paid to go. I mean, like she's, yeah. Jean is, you know, it's her job, but I just like don't want to read about it. Yeah, I have to say it's sad. I'm like, my opinion of Jean is dwindling after that podcast has been started. I mean, I can't believe that Megan and Jean have a podcast together, which is something I literally begged for, and I have not listened to it at all, and I do not ever want to. It's rough. I don't know. I just, what am I supposed to do, man? It's. I mean, wait till there's someone you want to listen to on it and then that, that try. They will probably not never come. Come. Never yeah. come. yeah. Uh, so my worst was, oh God, this fucking psychic. It was an article. And again, I don't think Aggie read it. Men. It was in the men's section. It's Mm-mm. called, is a man's intuition different from a woman's? Yes. And it's this stupid young male psychic named okay. Joe Peretta, who's like, oh God, it's the most gross cynical like psychic origin story you could imagine he claims to have predicted 9-11 when he was 12 years old why didn't he do anything about it i don't know he said he told people and they didn't believe him um he had a dream the weekend before september 11th that he had a dream about a plane crashing into a building there was a calendar in the sky and it flipped through all the days of the week and landed on tuesday um he was so scared after this dream that he made his mother stay home all weekend he was convinced the event was going to happen to her um he didn't know what it was but he knew something horrible was coming i was driving everyone crazy with my anxiety i remember an aunt attempting to calm me down by telling me it was just a bad dream the following night i had yet another dream and this time it featured the pentagon i didn't realize it was the pentagon at the time but it would later become clear the following tuesday the events of September 11th took place. I will never forget walking back into my home from school to find my father watching the news coverage. And there were the images from my dream on the television screen. I was just in shock. And then of course, since then he's been a fucking psychic and now he talks about the difference between men and women. And I didn't read the rest of the article because I was so fucking pissed off that he was using 9-11 to like further his stupid fake business. Yeah. I mean, I want to know what he thinks though. About what? Men and women. Oh, well, it's just like men um, on its deepest level 
OE does not think men, male intuition differs from female intuition. He thinks intuition is a human thing. In fact, it's a living thing. Animals exhibit intuition as well. Um, intuition comes from a place of feeling. We call it claircognizance. That's when we say, I just felt like this was going to happen. Uh, he doesn't really talk about the difference between men and women. I think they just tried to get him to because this was for the men's section of Goop. They're just trying to get him to say something about men because so that like men will read it. Yeah, but he just wants to talk about 9-11, as we all do. Sure. So if you're living in Manhattan, his name's Joe Peretta. He's a psychic medium. Don't give him your business. Wow. There's enough people you could talk to about 9-11 in Manhattan for free. Oh, yeah. Um. Okay, that was your worst? Mm-hmm. Okay. What was your craziest? So my craziest was this article. Um, well, from the article, creating a new narrative with your partner, they interview a, and I think I mentioned that I liked this and I did. This was about, um, it, it was an interview with a couple's therapist, I guess, whose name is Eric. Uh, I wrote it down, but I wrote it sloppy Schneider, I guess. Um, and he's sort of just talking about having less expectations and not coming into a relationship with the expectation that someone else will become the person you want them to be to sort of meet them where they are, which is important. And I feel like something that you have to remind yourself of constantly when you're in a relationship. And um, he just sort of talked about how you feel stuck in a relationship sometimes or like this person always does X to me. Um, but your relationship is like a choice that you make every like second of it. And it could end at any time, which is true. But sometimes you don't think about it like that. That seems a little crazy to think like that. Well, I think it's like a good way to think about it because it's, it's, um, it's not in, it's not to produce like anxiety, but it's to be like, make you more appreciative Mm -hmm. where you're like, okay, like we're both making this choice. So it's like you are. So like if this person does X, like if I feel like, so the example that he uses here is like someone who's on their phone a lot. So if like for me, Brian is on this was an article that was old too. This is another one. Cause I'd read this before. Yes. I'm positive. I have not read this before. Well, anyway, so maybe it's old, whatever. Anyway, you don't look at that. You don't think like, oh, he's always doing this to me. You're like, he is doing this, but it has nothing to do with me because we're still two individual people. I think it's just about like not becoming codependent. Um, That's smart. And I think like, yeah, you should be try to, you know, always be present and be appreciative and work to grow with your partner. But the thing of like, it could end at any minute would be like, it would make me crazy. I, I think. think for some people, it's just like they're brick. Because to me, that doesn't make me feel anxious. Okay. Because I, um, it makes me feel like better about it because it's like you're choosing this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's like this part, like, like your my partner doesn't owe me anything. Okay. I mean, except for rent. And like all the shit that he said he was going to do, which he does do, right? He has to walk BB every night. Okay. Um, But it was just funny because so like this, um, 
this woman goes into him and the husband checks the phone while they're in the session and she goes, see, it's the story of my life. And he goes, it doesn't have to be the story of your life. He's just doing his thing. You can do your thing, blah, blah, blah. So then later another couple comes in and the wife checks her phone because she had just had a baby and wanted to check with the, with the babysitter and how great the husband was because he understood that and he had a baby too, which was his business. <laughs> and I almost shit my pants when I read that because it was so insane. Like, I assume that the two-month-old baby was fathered by the man who's in therapy with the mother. I would just, I don't know what other man would yeah. be there. I don't know what, what situation it would be if they're not co-parenting this child. So, like, that her baby is their baby and his baby is his business is, like, a fundamentally sexist view of a family yeah like was she just being like reminding herself that they shared responsibility for this child or that like he is as invested in parenting as she is because i imagine some mothers that are like super hands-on and it's like the internalized misogyny in our society too just like assume responsive the majority of responsibility for parenting and might have to like remind themselves and their male partners might have to remind themselves that oh this is 50 percent my job i don't think it was internalized misogyny i think it was external misogyny from the husband and the therapist that was being interviewed because they were come she all he, he was using it as an example of um, a person being comfortable with their partner checking their phone when they're supposed yeah. to be in conversation with them. And the fact that his way of empathizing with her desire to look at her phone was that he also had priorities, which were outside of the home, is um, a way of dehumanizing a woman, removing yourself from her life, like removing yourself from reality and like prioritizing your interests over that of your partner. And so no one should be allowed. So like women tend to take on the, the primary role in caregiving for children. It's normal. Um, But for but women also have a complex life and a lot to contribute to society as a um outside of the home but to see the thing that is happening in the home that is less fun less glamorous tedious not exciting not a way of expressing yourself not fulfilling in the same not like as intellectually fulfilling as being like fundamentally hers and the only way you can empathize with that is by saying like there's a thing that I love that is driving me it's like almost psychopathic because it's like so you don't love your child or yeah because it has to do with me yeah Uh, I'm sorry yeah I thought when you initially said that that it was the woman saying this and not the man so that's why no it was the therapist therapist saying he was like using it as an example okay yeah yeah that's completely fucked up it was crazy. That's anyway, funny. so that was my craziest. Ugh, my craziest was how to do a clam bake at home. That's so sad. It's insane. So I think we knew this a couple of weeks ago. Gwyneth flew to Nantucket to do some like food event with Curtis Stone. Yeah. And they did like a clam bake for, it was called Goop at Sea or I'm, something. I'm so sorry. Can I just make a quick point? Yeah. So Goop, whatever. 
I am fucking tired of their fucking Hamptons in the summer. It's too much. They, their summer is all Hamptons. Goop is in LA. They are not New York people. I mean, I guess Gene is or whatever. Well, there, yeah, there's an office in New York, but yeah, the majority of them are. In but LA. like, just like do other fucking shit. Like, can we focus more on like West Coast summers? I think because Gwyneth is in the Hamptons. And Nantucket, to be fair, is not in the Hamptons, but it's East Coast. East it's Coast shit. It's like, I don't want, I don't care. Like, no. like clam bakes. They don't taste good. How, go, Mexican food. That's what tastes good. Mexican food. Taco truck. That tastes better than any fucking bland ass clam bake with just like boring clams and like corn on the cob. Potatoes. Sure. But it's not as good. Have some, have some spicy Sichuan food. Eat Mexican food, food and Eat, stop eating clams. Yeah. I don't know. But this, and it's like to say that <laughs> Mexican food, that's what tastes that's good. That's what tastes good. That is objectively the best type of food. Uh, and just like say that, oh, I'm going to tell you how to do this at fucking home. That's insane. Like this guy. Just put it all in a pot. No, you have to build. These are the ingre- ingredients. These are the materials that you need to do a clam bake according to Goop and Curtis Stone and this Nantucket inspired clam bake. Um, you need firewood. You need charcoal. You need rockweed. I don't know what the fuck that is. You need a paint painter's tarp. You need concrete blocks. Wait, is this supposed to be inside? <laughs> no, I think in your in your vast outside acreage you're supposed to do well, this. Well, it's not. So it's like in your Nantucket home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, wire resting racks, roasting pans, and large tongs and kitchen towels. Uh, and then the ingredients are simple. It's just clams, a lobster tail, an ear of corn. Wait, is this for one person? It's yeah, it's per, oh, it is per person. Eight to ten clams, a half to one live lobster or lobster tail, one ear of corn, three fingerling potatoes, and two summer squash. Literally, no salsa, no guacamole, no tortillas. If you're not putting salsa and guacamole in your clam bake, you're doing, you're doing it wrong. wrong. And then, I like clam bake. It's fine, but it's like, I'd rather, if I'm going to eat that type of food, I'd rather have like a lobster roll and some french fries, honestly. Mm. Uh, and then Not step by thirty. Step by step, get the fire started. Soak the painter's tarp with water. Clean the clams. Like pile it on. You put the rock weed on. You drape the water-soaked painter type over the bake. You wait an hour. It's like insane that anyone would do this unless you have like hired help and you live in Nantucket. Well, yeah, nobody does it themselves. Well, I mean, maybe they do, but um, oh, they I do, do like it. Cl- I feel like if you're already if you know how to do it, like if you're doing it yourself, you already have a method. You're not like reading it on Goop and thinking like, I'm going to give that a shot. <laughs> do a clam bake, yeah. Uh, clam bake for one. <laughs> so sad. Uh, they did do it on Real Housewives of New York last year. There was a clam bake. Yeah, and Ramona stole a bunch of lobsters at I the end know. and took them home. I know, because um, you know what though? I don't feel that bad. Because wasn't Dorinda like uninvited because like luann couldn't handle seeing her or something yes. so they were bringing them home for dorinda well yeah and also like they were gonna throw away all these lobsters like were they what they weren't gonna like give them to the homeless well i mean were they gonna but the party was like ongoing i don't think oh, it was I like the so. end of the yeah like they left early yeah. oh ramona um so i don't know i say you know what my clam bake is a big spit of al pastor yum oh i love a spit of al pastor all right. Although I feel like I want to go vegan after that fucking food article that there well, that was in here. Oh yeah, I mean, let's all try to eat less meat. I don't know that going vegan is a solution for most people, but we can all try to do our part. 
I'm gonna make that my try actually to go vegan. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really gonna try to do it, but I am gonna try to eat less meat and like maybe eventually go vegan because things are fucking heating up on this planet and we yeah. are fucked as hell. And the meat is, I mean, like everybody admits the meat is the worst part of it. Yeah, it's a like, lot worse than plastic straws. It's way worse than plastic straws. It's, um, I mean, it's hard. It's really hard to be to be vegan. But I did think that. Um, the piece about global warming and like how to eat in a in like 2019 for environmental reasons was good and non-alarmist because it was uh i felt like it was fair and balanced when they talked about gmos where they were like we don't really want all these chem like the conversation about gmos is so intertwined with um chemicals that we don't want in our food and pesticides pesticides and stuff which is like true but gmos as they are which is just like genetically modified organisms i guess is what it stands for like genetically modified foods will help end world hunger and are gonna basically be essential as like the climate continues to change to like feed the world so gmos as they exist aren't necessarily bad but there does need to be a conversation about like keeping the food healthy and keeping like a minimum of cancer causing chemicals to be like used in farming and they don't need to be like one blanket conversation like you can have a more sophisticated detailed conversation about gmos and like food safety which i because i feel like people get so freaked out about like gmos are horrible and gmos are killing you or they'll be like no gmos are great and like i want to like swim in gmos and there's a there's like a kernel of truth in both and i feel like you just need to like people need to just listen to each other and have more and try to take like the and have a conversation that's actually about like people's health and like feeding the world. And that's not about like, um, agricultural companies making billions of dollars. Yeah. This was the most, I mean the most sort of like clear headed argument for like the, the complexities of the GMO debate in this article. It really was like, okay, so when people say they're afraid of GMOs, a lot of times what they really mean is they're afraid of Roundup. They're afraid of pesticides. And also, there's a large segment of the population that would starve to death if we weren't, if we weren't um, giving like them, you know, the seeds of GMO plants so they can grow in worse climates, especially as the world heats up. And it's sort of like two different issues yeah. that have been conflated. And yeah, I thought this was a very, like you said, fair and balanced. It argument. was fair and balanced, which is what Goop is known for. But totally. anyway, so I will try. I, I feel like it's like, I don't know when that article a couple years ago, it was like, all right, we only have like 20 years or whatever to write the ship with global warming. And I think that was like four months ago. Who knows? I mean, so, I have no idea. 12 years. I don't, but I was like, I think everybody should just like immediately turn vegan. I mean, it, it's the, it seems like the morally right thing to do. Yeah. I wonder if uh, Liz or Bernie will put that on their platform. I mean, I know they won't. Compulsory veganism. <laughs> That's going to be a Republican attack. Ad. Well, I mean, I think veganism might become compulsory eventually just because I don't think we're going to be able to sustain um, like the meat industry. Yeah. So everyone get out their old uh, recipes for a small planet cookbooks now and start soaking them mung beans. Well, I mean, fuck, man. And we'll have that genetically, that like meat in labs, but that's going to be only for the 1%. Well, it's already out there. Well, not the meat no, in labs. It's like, going to taste like shit, though. I don't know. I, I'm optimistic. 
Uh, I mean, I, I, I like Beyond Burgers. I, I think they're good. I think they're. I do not like them. I like how they stink up the whole house when they you. They smell weird and they taste gross. They don't taste like meat. No, they taste like like mushy, fatty peas. I would rather have uh, like a Boca Burger. Oh really? Yeah. That has the like the fake smoke flavor. Yeah. I don't mind those. I think they taste good. I like all of them. I've never had a veggie burger I didn't like. That's crazy. I feel like well, yeah. My least favorite thing in the world is the restaurant made like quinoa corn bean oh. whatever what your favorite or my least, favorite? least i oh, hate those i love them yeah uh, a good homemade with like little chunks of carrots and quinoa and then it, you take one bite and then it just falls apart you like that it's great all right i do have a really good recipe for black bean burgers Ooh, that i'll give you okay cool okay um so my try is from I think an article that has already been out before called 13 Digital Trainers, Trackers, and Guides for Better Workouts. Right, which was only in the... Men's. Um, oh, men's. Yeah, and there was a free one for hiking, which was really cool. It's just called Hiking Project. And um, it says, like, Ari... So it's, I guess, sponsored by REI. Like REI's other project apps, Hiking Project is a free map resource that works as well in the backcountry as it does for urban outings, meaning no cell signal, no problem, really. Just you, a great network of trail maps, and a little blue dot showing you that you're on the right path. Because I have dealt with other like hiking apps, and I think they rely on cell service maybe, or they're confusing to me. I never know when like where or when the trailheads are supposed to be so i'm excited to try this because i do like it is like my favorite form of exercise uh and when it's not 100 degrees out that's what i like to do is go hiking yeah. um and i should branch out and not just do griffith park and like go to other more challenging areas i mean griffith park is so yeah it's so close and easy yeah uh what would you buy I would buy from the article how to dress for your body type, which is controversial these days because people don't like to talk about that anymore. Because it used to be really? like every woman's magazine used to be like, are you pear shaped? Are you apple shaped? Are you whatever? And then people were like, stop writing about my body this way. People don't really want to like, because it's sort of like sexist and dehumanizing yeah. to compare your body to like fruit. Um but so this one was sort of like thinking outside the box and like how to dress if you're tall or like just sort of like to be less like fat shamey about it. But there was one that was still kind of fat shamey that was just like how to hide your arms, how to downplay your <laughs> upper arms, which is like something that I definitely think about. And so I'm like, I guess I would buy the Russia blouse. It's only five hundred and thirty dollars sure. from Goop and it'll hide my fucking fat ass arms. Arms are great. Your arms are pretty. Come on. That's everyone, so nice. Everyone show their arms. And yeah, I think it is yeah. a little dehumanizing to compare yourself to fruit. Just say, I, I like the ones where it's just like comparing you to a celebrity. So it's like, do you look like J-Lo? Do you look like Kate no. Moss? No. Do you look like um, Chrissy Metz? No. Like, uh, do you look like, I don't know, what celebrity, uh, what celebrity do you have a body shape of? I none. I think so. Lena Dunham. Lena D <laughs> well, sure, she could be on there too. Yeah, I have Lena Dunham body. That's <laughs> Which my I think like ninety nine percent of women have Lena Dunham body. See, this isn't the kind of conversation okay, that we we'll want to be having. Yeah. <laughs> so stick with the fruit or veggies. Well, this just Egg says sense. like Keep how to hide right. your fucking arms yeah. or like how to downplay your hips is one. It's like, just give me the, give it to me straight. I know what I look like. Just tell me what I should do. <laughs> I don't need to fucking go through the fruit. Oh boy. Fruit or celebrities. Um, my buy 
is, oh, this is sort of more of a tip <laughs> than I would buy. But Goop, and again, Goop is not paying us. They never will pay us. No. We are not part of the Goop network. We're independent. We're like the Chapo of... We're Chapo and Goop, Goop is, House. Goop is uh, the Democratic Pod Party. Save America. Yeah. Um, but you, meaning everyone listening, can get a sample, a free sample of Goop Glow Microderm Instant Glow Exfoliator oh, using really? code microderm with any purchase right now on the goop store well i'm not gonna do it it doesn't even have like a minimum purchase and it's you know it's gonna be that like dime size little you're gonna get it in four months (laughs) they'll probably decide that they don't want to do it in the time between when you pay for it and when they finally ship it the shipping is gonna be like 25 dollars yeah there's i mean just i don't know it's not gonna happen but you can but you can can try. try it it's good it's good you could try. Uh, and do not send your complaints to the Goop Yourself Instagram feed. Don't complain to us about it no. if you don't like it. Like you can bitch to us about it. But we can't help you if anything. You. Yeah, we, there's nothing we can do. But um, if you have a, if you don't like it, we want to hear about it. Yeah, but yeah, we want to know your horror stories about. We want to know your complaints. We just don't want we don't want you to expect us to do anything about it because we can't. Yeah, and I don't think anyone expects that of us. No, no. one expects anything of us, which is just how we like it. That's right. Uh, I think that does it. I think so. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Yeah. Um, um, if you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes. Um, download, rate us five stars. Um, if you, like we said, we charted this week. We were super excited. We want to stay charting. Please, uh you know, download and review. It helps people find the podcast um, and it helps us out a lot. If you really like the podcast, you can join our Patreon. We have two tiers, a $1 tier where you get a newsletter every month and a $5 tier where you get the newsletter and also a bonus episode every month. Yeah, maybe when The Politician comes out, we can do some like recap bonus episodes. I mean, we would absolutely love to do that. I think that would be fun. That would be so fun. And we can, yeah, save that for our Patreon subscribers. Uh, Also go to teespring.com. We have merch, t-shirts, mugs, iPad or iPod. What is it? iPhone cases. All that shit. With the Goop Yourself logo and with other fun stuff. Yeah. Um, And definitely feel free to talk to us on Instagram. Um, Yeah, we we love hearing from you. Uh, DM us. We'll answer you. We promise because we're not that high up on the charts. We're pretty low. <laughs> we can answer everyone's <laughs> We've got and the time. Yeah. Don't worry. We have time. Uh, all right, guys. We love you. We we'll love talk you. to you next week. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.